Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I'll tell you right now, I've been an attorney for 31 years, and some of the most exciting things I've done in court were fighting traffic tickets. <laughs> Don't know why that is. There's something about beating a traffic ticket. There's something about that that that, that is actually quite joyful. And uh, yeah, I've, I've handled some big cases before. Uh, I've, I've litigated some very, very expensive cases. I've handled some big criminal matters. But uh, traffic tickets, for some odd reason, and, and the fantasy, of course, is that you're going to handle it yourself, even if you're not an attorney, right? Well, here's a story that William sent me from WTOP.com. Maryland man fought his $100 DC speeding ticket, and now it's easier for others to challenge theirs. Because this man fought it and won, and the way he won it is actually going to change how things are done there in D.C. Jack Moore wrote the story. And a Maryland driver got a speeding ticket for 100 bucks from the D.C. Department of Motor Vehicles back in 2019. Now, he could have just paid the fine and walked away. But he's one of these guys who decided to fight it on principle. He took his case all the way to the district's highest court. In a decision issued recently, the D.C. Court of Appeals ruled in the man's favor... And the decision should make it easier for other drivers to dispute tickets going forward to get in D.C. The case took three years, obviously, to make its way through the courts, hinged on whether the district can enforce speed limits in areas where posted signs are blocked by trees or otherwise obscured. We've all seen this before. You're driving through a neighborhood, you're looking for signs, and and there's overgrown trees blocking them. And if you can't read the sign... Are you really required to abide by it? And what's funny is people always say that one saying that, you know, ignorance of the law is no excuse, right? Well, believe it or not, there's an exception to that. And that is when the state has the obligation to notify you of the law and they fail to do so properly. Now, they don't have to notify you that, oh, by the way, do you know it's illegal to actually commit a white collar crime and steal money from your employer? Did you know that? <laughs> oh, we forgot to tell you that? Guess what? Knock yourself out. Now, obviously, crimes like that are on the books, and it's on you to understand that those things are illegal. But speed limits. If you're driving around and you, there's no speed limit signs, how do you know what the speed limit is? Now, you're going to say, Steve, there's often a basic speed law that says if there are no speed limit signs, then here's, here's the speed limit. What if it's posted lower than that? But you didn't see it because the sign's obscured. Then you've got the problem you got right here. So the decision came down, took three years to make it through, and uh, it could become a potential headache for the district seeking to enforce tickets issued by speed cameras across the city. So they've got the speed cameras kicking out the tickets. And now, of course, if you get one in an area where the signs are obscured, you have an argument. Uh, John Galbraith, the Maryland man who successfully challenged the ticket, told WTOP, my only interest here is fairness. The district's previous practices were unfair. I hope that this will make the practices more fair. The district's Department of Transportation is currently reviewing the court's opinion according to an email statement from their director. But the director said the department has already begun a citywide inspection of speed limit signs, opening up thousands of work orders to improve sign visibility and to... Trim trees. <laughs> so they've actually gone out and said, oh, maybe this is a problem. So not everyone is celebrating the court ruling. 
the uh, Ward 3 council member who chairs the Transportation and Environment Committee says, this opinion strikes me as creating a lot of mischief. This is an open door to challenge any automated traffic enforcement speed ticket if you can get a picture of a sign that looks like it was obscured. Well, and you, and you better get the sign that's closest to that speed enforcement camera. Uh, but meanwhile, he is leaving office at the end of the term. I'm sorry, she is leaving office at the end of the term, suggesting the council could clarify the district's traffic regulations to effectively nullify the court's decision. But we are where we are, she said, and this is the opinion, and until something happens, this is the law. So it's unclear how the council could clarify regulations to nullify the court's decision, because that ain't how it works. <laughs> when the court issues a decision, then that's the new law of the land, okay? So if they say you cannot enforce speed limits when the signs are obscured, you can't pass a law that says, yes, we can. <laughs> the case started back in March 2019 when Galbraith, who lives in Baltimore County, got a $100 ticket in the mail. A speed camera had clocked a Ford Fusion registered to the man's company going 36 miles per hour in a 25. But the 36 was on a leafy four-lane stretch of Military Road in northwest D.C. Galbraith pulled up the intersection on Google Street View and discovered the speed limit sign near 29th Street and Military Road was mounted extraordinarily high in a pole and obscured by tree branches. So it was high and you couldn't see it. <laughs> Might be a problem. So Galbraith, by the way, is an attorney. But when you're representing yourself, you lose that, that little edge you might have. So he decided to fight the ticket. Those tree branches would form the crux of his legal challenge because the speed limit sign was, in essence, illegible, and therefore not properly posted because the law requires them to post the speed limit, which is why they always refer to it as the posted speed limit. I, I know a lot of people actually think that lawyers just add words to make sentences longer because we get paid by sentence length or something. But the reason we refer to a posted speed limit is that that's how you know what the speed limit is. It's been posted. So Galbraith took his case first to the D.C. DMV, then to the three-member review board that hears tickets, then to D.C. Superior Court. And um, technically, they point out here, he was not representing himself, but his company, because the car was registered to his company. So as an attorney, he was representing somebody else, but it was himself in a roundabout way. But you know what I'm talking about. Each time, though, he lost. He lost at every turn. The DMV, it turned out, had an automatic fallback for quashing potential challenges because they say, well, there's the default speed limit. What about that? Under D.C. traffic regulations, officials are not required to post speed limit on every street. And where no speed limit signs are posted, drivers have to abide by the default speed limit, which at the time was 25. It has now since been lowered to 20. So if you don't know what the speed limit is in D.C., do 20. That's what they're saying. DMV officials argued, and the D.C. Superior Court agreed, that even if the sign was obscured, he should have observed the default 25-mile-per-hour speed limit. So in D.C., if you do not know what the posted speed limit is, the law requires you to travel at 25, the DMV examiner said in the original decision denying his challenge. After losing in Superior Court, he had only one more chance to challenge this ticket, which would be the D.C. Court of Appeals, which is the district's highest court. He said, the idea of simply giving up his legal fight didn't even enter my mind. I only have to ask myself one question. One question. <laughs> What's the right thing here? Cases involving simple traffic infractions rarely make it to the appeals court. 
That's the uh, written opinion calling them vanishingly rare because the time and resources necessary to lodge a challenge are generally more of a hassle than simply paying the fine. Because you could just pay the 100 bucks and call it a day. Or fight it all the way. <laughs> By the time the appeals court heard the case in October of 21, Galbraith was raising a broad legal challenge to the district's and traffic enforcement efforts, saying the city was operating its speed cameras in violation of the U.S. Constitution. Court sidestepped that argument and decided the case was more narrowly based on D.C. traffic regulations. Court concluded that the DMV was improperly interpreting its own rules in its efforts to ticket people like Galbraith. According to the court's decision, D.C. can continue to rely on the default speed limit on streets with no signs posted. But once a speed has been posted, then that speed limit cannot be enforced against a driver if the speed limit sign is obscured or blocked, the court wrote, saying that to require drivers to revert the default speed limit in such cases gives rise to a host of absurdities. For example, under that interpretation, if the speed limit on a stretch of road has been posted as 45 miles per hour, but the sign becomes obscured, the speed limit now becomes 20. And that's what I was joking about earlier. I said, if you can't see a sign, drop to 20. You and I both know that's not practical. And as they say, it's absurd. A driver going 51 miles per hour could be ticketed not for going 6 over, but 31 over. Traffic offense that could result in 90 days in jail. The bottom line, according to the court decision, if drivers ticketed for speeding can show a speed limit sign was somehow unreadable, they have grounds to have their ticket dismissed. So the story is actually five pages long. <laughs> uh, WTOP. I'm not going to cover all five pages of because that's the meat of the story right there. I have people ask me all the time about traffic tickets. I have literally handled over a thousand traffic tickets in my career. And I've mentioned before, and I've done videos on this, including one on uh, Vin uh, Wiki's uh, site with Ed Bolian, about how I handled traffic tickets at the Woodward Dream Cruise. Hundreds of them. Hundreds of them. And people often call me and they say, Steve, I got a traffic ticket. There's a technical error on it. Uh, the, the police officer transposed two digits on the VIN of my car or something. And, and a lot of people think those kind of technicalities are automatically fatal to a ticket. Most often they're not. But, but... Here we have a court, a court of appeals, saying that there is a potential fatality to any of these tickets. But it does require that the sign that you'd be operating under the jurisdiction of as you approach the speed camera, if that sign is obscured by a tree or other, then the ticket is no good. And now you might say, but what are the odds of that happening? Well, you'll notice that D.C. has run out and are starting to, to try to clean this up now. Apparently, it was a problem. And I know it's going to vary wildly from season to season, maybe. Uh, but I also know that I've been through areas before where I've seen signs are obscured. I've also heard this argument raised before, where occasionally there are intersections. As you approach the intersection, there are several posts with signs on them. And there's dozens and dozens and dozens of signs. And buried in there is one that says, no right turn on red, from 3 to 4 p.m., you know, um, and if you got a ticket at that corner for making a right turn on red between 3 and 4 p.m., you can make the argument, look at all these signs, it's impossible to, to digest them. Because remember that when you're in traffic, one of the goals you have is to not clog things up for other people. And I've actually seen someone make that argument in court and win. And I've actually had a judge say on the record, going forward, 
if anybody comes in here, and he said this in front of the police, he's trying to make a point. He goes, if anybody comes in here in the future fighting that same ticket, I'm not even going to make them show me the evidence. I'm going to just dismiss it because that one intersection is a catastrophe when it comes to the signage. So the theory is there, but if you're in D.C., good news, Maryland man fought his $100 D.C. speeding ticket all the way as high as he could go, short of taking it to SCOTUS. <laughs> Now it's easier for others to challenge theirs. Jack Moore wrote it for WTOP. William sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions, your comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. The more you read, the more things you will know. The more you learn, the more places you'll go.